Welcome to Two by Two Cast. Uh, this is gonna. Be, I, I first of all, I'm AJ. I use they them pronouns, and this is my good friend. Hello, I'm Nicholas. I also use they them pronouns. There we go. That's great. It's easy. Both the same. You can't get confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, welcome to our Pro Wrestling Noah podcast. <laughs> so, neither of us know anything about Pro Wrestling Noah. And we both decided to change that. So, in a tradition of the of the, I nearly said fictional instead of biblical. That would have been uh, that would have been mean. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, There is a lot. There is a lot of friction in this match that we're about to talk about, though. Like, there's a lot of it, and most of it is good. Mm. Most of it is very good. Wait, did you think I said friction or fiction? Friction. I said fiction. No, I said fiction. I nearly called Noah from the Bible fictional. I didn't say frictional. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, so, um, in the spit, as I was saying, (laughs) let's pretend that didn't happen. As I was saying, it wasn't being recorded or anything. Now, good listener, you know where we stand. You know where we stand. (laughs) Don't be rude. We're accepting of all this. This Christian or otherwise. Um, okay, yeah. Listen, there's got to be some good Christian wrestling fans out there somewhere. I don't. That's Yeah, so anyway, as I was saying, in the spirit of the biblical Noah, um, we're going to be going through Noah uh, two by two. We're going to be go. We're going to be watching an old classic Noah match, and then we're also going to be watching a new Noah match. And like... Um, yeah, first, should we talk first of all about like how our relationship with Noah, what we know about it, what we've heard about it, what we've seen before? Yeah, sure. My, for me, Noah has always been a promotion that I've heard about and I've been meaning to get to and it's just never happened. Mm. I've seen people I really like end up in other promotions and like heard all these buzz about, oh wow, that guy used to be in Noah and he was really good. Like Kenta is a big one here, obviously, who uh, who uh, is now in New Japan at the time of recording. And like, it's always been one of those places that like, shit, I would really love watching that promotion and I just never have until now. And it's like... I've only, like, these two matches we're going to talk about today are the only Noah matches I've ever seen in my life. And it's a fucking hell of an introduction. Holy shit. Okay, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, so personally, like, I've had, like, the same experience with Noah of, like, you know, no one I know watches it, but, like, a lot of people, you know, a lot of wrestlers, uh, you know, talk about it, like, with so much respect. Obviously, I know Chris Ridgway has been fighting in Noah the past few years. I, you know, and I think that's, like, where he planned to go, like, his whole life. That was where he wanted to end up, and he got there. And, like, so, you know... I'm so happy for him. Yeah, I'm so happy for him as well, and, like, he loves it there. And, you know, 
I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to get into watching the more modern stuff so I can see how he does there. There's also, like, you know, three of the... F we'll get into, like, the history of... No okay, so... <laughs> we don't know a lot about... No this might be a good transition into talking about the history of Noah because we know next to none of it, but I know more than Nicholas because I've read, like, a bit... I've skimmed Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know a couple we know a couple of the names because you can't be a wrestling fan and not know some of these names but like we've never done we've never done a deep dive into them and we've definitely never done a deep dive into their history with Noah specifically yeah like I've obviously you know heard of like Kenta Kabashi and Masawa and all that like of fucking course yeah. I have um but I'm good but you know I've never I think besides this first match we watched today, which I have seen before, like, besides that, the only of their matches have been from, like, All Japan. I haven't seen anything from nowhere from them. I know I've seen Kobashi versus Samoa Joe at the ROH uh, uh, yeah, recording. Yeah. But, like, that that might be the only Kobashi match I've seen other than this. And this is definitely the first Misawa match, full Misawa match I've seen. <sighs> well, okay, yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, so, first of all, because we don't know a lot about I'll talk, yeah, I'll talk about, let's let's talk about Noah a little bit more, and then I'll talk about the matches that we've chose to watch today. Um, let's do it. Yeah, so, um, and this is me telling you, Nicholas, because I know that you don't know this, uh, and so, um, I from what I can tell, the re like, literally, the reason, I know we're making, like, a bit of a joke with, like, the whole two-by-two two thing, like, haha, Noah, but, like, that's literally why the company's called Noah, is, like, in reference to the biblical Noah. Like, if you look at the original logo for the company, it's got the ark in it, and it's got a dove sitting on it. It's got, like, the dove of peace from the Bible. And the whole, re the whole reason that it was called Noah was because uh, in 1999, I, th I believe, Giant Baba died, uh, who ran mm -hmm. All Japan. Mm -hmm. And basically, yeah. own ownership of All Japan transferred to Giant Barber's uh, widow. And Misawa okay. didn't like the direction she was taking the company in. So Misawa, right. so Misawa was like, you know, sorry. Well, I don't know how polite he was. I nearly said he was like, sorry, but I, I, I don't know if he fucking apologized. But, you know, I assume he was still grieving because, you know, he obviously was close with Giant Barber in some respect. So, yeah, he went left to form Noah, and when he left, almost every single wrestler on the on the roster followed him. Like I think it Jesus. I think it was literally like Kawada stayed, uh, Stan Hansen stayed. Uh, so almost everyone left All Japan to follow Masala. So it was referred to as a mass exodus, and they called the yeah. and they called the company Noah after Masawa because he was the Noah leading the exodus from all Japan. That's incredible. I mean, I like <clears throat> again. I this is the first Masawa match I've seen, but like after watching this, I would follow that man everywhere. <laughs> there is, there is no, there is no path that he went down that I would not follow him. No, no, yeah. So you can definitely tell why, you know. And from my my understanding yeah. is that, like, I, you know, I don't know a lot about All Japan either. Um, but my understanding is like that Misawa uh, was the only one of the four pillars who was who was like a junior heavyweight for, or at least for a long time. 
right. That but... might that might just be a way that the reputations go. Like I, you know, like obviously Misawa Mas- was Tiger Mask too, so like he has like a deep ingrained history in like the junior heavyweight scene in Japan. So yeah, I think the point I was trying to make was that, uh, you know, even though he's the only one who was, like, known as a junior heavyweight, he, you know, became successful enough and big enough and enough of a star that he led at least two of the four, two of the other three out of the company. Which, you know, is great considering, like, how important weight classes are in in Japanese wrestling. Like, it's great to see that sort of mobility in a star, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, this... Like, watching him move in this match was incredible. Like, he's a big... He's a big man. (laughs) He's such a big man. They're all huge men. Both of them are such big men. And he was fucking, like, I, I, it's really, it's really, uh, it's almost cliche at this point to say, like, oh, wow, that's a heavyweight who moves like a cruiserweight. Like, that type of shit. But, like, yeah. Mis- Misawa was, like, the first time I've seen that and been like, holy shit, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go to the top rope. Don't do that. <laughs> no, why are you doing... Yeah, okay. Why are you doing the things you're doing? <laughs> yeah, so let me just quickly transition us away from talking about Noah then, because like that's basically all I know about Noah. I don't know a lot more. Anything I do know more is probably going to come up. Uh, so yeah, yeah. for our first episode, we are just watching. Uh, we're watching uh, Misawa versus K- uh, Kabashi from what was it, the first of March two thousand and three. Um, yep. which was yep. for the GHC heavyweight championship. And like, so this is obviously like Noah's, uh, big belt and Misawa was the first champion and this is his second reign. And I think that this is Kobashi's first title attempt in Noah. So I don't n- know, um, like if he's like had matches with Misawa leading up to this in nowhere because you know obviously this has been like two and a bit years since noah started um because it started in the year 2000 so this is like early 2003 mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know yeah. whether they've come into contact how much they've come into contact up leading up to this point in nowhere but obviously they've had big matches in all japan before like they were two of the biggest stars yeah. in all japan uh so there's like a lot of history like sort of coming to pass here in like this early point of the match oh oh, sorry in this early point of like the company's history and i think like the reason we're starting with this one is like because of the parallels for what we're picking for our uh for our second match um which yeah so our second match that we're going to be watching is go shiozaki versus naomichi marafuji uh which Mm -hmm. just happened on i think like uh the fifth of August, so yesterday as we're recording this. Um, yep, yep. And, yeah, so the reason... Like, so this is, like, a big title match uh, that's, uh, like, just now happened. Um, but, yeah, there, so, like, the reason I chose this, like, these two matches together was because Kenta Kabashi trained Go Shiozaki and Misawa trained Marafuji. <laughs> so... Like, I feel like mm-hmm. a good place to start is, like, here, you know, 
yesterday was this big title match, like, about, like, the direction that the company's gonna go in. It was, like, my understanding of what the story being told there was. And, like, it's between two men who were, like, literally trained by these two founding members of the company. And, like, the you know, the amount of history and legacy that's connecting these two matches, like, really, like, stuck out to me from, like, the limited, you know, I yeah, don't know yeah. a lot about Noah, which is the whole fucking point of this, is we want to learn. So, like, these being some of the only matches I'm aware of, like, instantly I could see the connection between them and felt like we had to do these two. <laughs> I'm so... I'm so excited to, like, as the, as we get into Noah more and more, and as this show progresses, like, coming, going from where we're at right now to the point where we are both, like, deeply involved in all of these different threads of history and <laughs> the ongoing storylines in the company, and, like, I'm so excited. I'm so, so yeah, excited. Yeah, so, like, where, where, we're cur- where we currently stand neither of us have watched a full Noah show. Like, we've only watched these two individual matches. Um, But we're going to, like, from as we're starting the podcast now, we're going to be trying to keep up with the new stuff that comes out on Noah through Wrestle Universe. So, you know, when we come to a, a recent match, uh, like, that hasn't happened yet, hopefully we will have at least some idea of what the fuck has been going on in Noah to lead up to it. <laughs> we're, and But, you know, at the same time, we're specifically working our way through its history and thinking about how that connects to, like, what's currently going on. If there is a connection, we can see. So, like... I really like the, you know, like the pincer approach at understanding a promotion. And so like that's that's part of that's part of why I wanted to come at it like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so should we go straight into Kabashi versus Masawa then? Yeah, let's get into this absolutely incredible match. Yeah, so we've we both took notes. So yeah, do you want to start or shall I start going through my notes? Uh, I just want to point out that the minute the camera turned on, this, it, at first, like, the, the, both of their entrances, great, fantastic, love it. There's a fucking Xbox logo on the ring. Yeah, on the mat. yeah, yeah. It's right yeah. there. It's right there. It's all I could think about for the rest of the match. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Love it. Gamers rise up. <laughs> God, what a fucking world. So that's like my third note. It's just Xbox in all caps. <laughs> um, yeah. but my first note is Kenta contemplating angelhood in Corridor <laughs> <laughs> because you know as you were saying like this, the, the, the camera like opens on the stadium it's absolutely full of people the lights go down there's like a very subtle bit of pyro which like impresses everyone there and then the camera just crossfades to Kenta Kabashi standing in a hallway wearing his like fair hooded cloak that he just like the and he's just standing there with like the most contemplative face and it's like you know it's it, it, the reason I wrote contemplating angelhood is because it's like you know how Johnny Gargano has like why am I so violent face well yeah, like Kenta Kabashi Kenta Kabashi has like a hmm, I am about to go, like, and do justice. And that justice will be, like, so destructive. But it's the right thing to do, and it's what I have to do. 
you know the Bugs Bunny meme, like Lord forgive me, I'm about to go back to the old meme. Mm, that's mm. that's that's Kenzo Kobashi in that. Yeah, moment, he's sure. <laughs> but Kenzo Kobashi, The difference is Lord forgive you, I'm about to go back to the old meme. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what Kenzo's face is in like, but like in a solemn sort of way. Mercy. Mm. Like I hope I don't kill you. Side. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God, I I'm still I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure how either of them walked out of this match alive, mm. honestly. Like, fucking hell. My my next thing is, uh, when Misawa comes out, mm. number one, I, I found this out during the match. Uh, AJ was kind enough to inform me. I said I said something like, you know, I hope the uh, I hope the green on Noah's ring is because of Misawa's tights. And now, obviously, that I know a bit more about the history and what how the company was formed and all that, just makes it so good. I reacted to that immediately, and that's such a. It just looks so good. The, the, that green looks so good, both on his tights and on the ring. And then the belt comes out. I had never seen that belt before. It's gorgeous, except isn't in, it? Like, it's so good looking, and on him as well. It's so good looking. Yeah. Well, that's thing. Just, he was the first. He was might... the first person to win it. So, like, it was probably designed. It was probably yeah. literally designed for him. Yeah. I mean, it. It may. I have a number of like favorite wrestling belts, and that may have taken mm. like the number one spot pretty immediately. I think it's my favorite, like if only because of the name. Like you know, I'm d- I'm definitely not a monarchist, but like global honored <laughs> crown heavyweight championship is incredible. It's a good, it's a good name. That's the title I want to wear. It's so good for all of your titles to be like crown championships. Like that just rules, yeah. and not just like crown yeah. championships, global honored crown championships. Everyone fucking 100%. acknowledges this. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, I have a note on, on entrance on. attires. Um, yeah, go on. So, like, for Kenta, I just put that he looks cozy and fair. <laughs> because, like, while Misawa's coming in looking like a fucking god, like, Kenta's just, like, chilling in the ring. And he just, he's simply vibing. Like, he's got his hood up. He looks like he's just out of joints, but, like, he's ready to fight. <laughs> but he's just, like, really relaxed about the whole situation. Uh, yep, yep, whereas, yep. like, I, here I have the note written down Misawa is Elvis if he was a knight. Like, he's fucking green Elvis, but, like, he doesn't look like he's here to, like... He he looks like a rock star, but he doesn't look like he's here to do rock and roll. He looks like he's here to fight. And, like... Yeah, yeah. I think you pointed out that, like, he got, like, a few... A couple of boos, maybe, because, like, Kenta was just so over. But, like, people still adore him. It's not even... Yeah, it's not even the... That Misawa was getting booze. It's that Kobashi was getting an overwhelming amount of uh, of cheering. Like the entire crowd in those opening moments was on was on Kobashi's side, no question. And throughout most of the match as well. Like there's a couple moments where people are uh, chanting Misawa's name, but for the most part, they are fully behind Kobashi on this. Yeah, and like it's so interesting because like. This is very clearly, like, a face-versus-face battle. But, at the same time, it's also, like, very clearly, like, this is Kenta's time. This is Kenta Kobashi's time. No one can deny that this is Kobashi's time. <laughs> like, that's how it feels. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to look into, like, the... The, the months before this match yeah, to see how it was Yeah, because he must have had some fucking out. momentum. 
Oh yeah, yeah. But this might be a good point to uh, to note that I did search through Cage Match for the titles, and I looked at the defenses mm-hmm. leading up because this is still relatively early in the company's history. It was quick to do. Sure. But um, sure. I think this was Kenta Kabashi's first title attempt in Noah, mm-hmm. at least for this belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, if there was another belt he could go for. So like. Right. This could be one of those situations where he showed up a star, but he was just kept out of the picture this entire time, for for whatever reason. And now here he finally is to like come and get his place on top. You know what I mean? It's like that's how it feels. Whether or not that's true, I'm guessing we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, he whether that is true or not, like he fucking he got that chance and he fucking took it. Mm. Like he took it and ran with it as far as anybody can take something and run with it. Like, holy shit. Yeah, like, people probably shouldn't take it further than this match. <laughs> is what I'll say <laughs> up top. Is what I'll say up top. Just, you know. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Have you got Have you got something else you, you'd like to speak about before we get into, like, the actual violence of the match? No, no, I don't. My, uh, my first note on the actual match itself is just... It's... I love, okay, Some, listener, something you should know about me is I love an arm <laughs> drag. I fucking oh. love an arm drag. A good arm Who drag doesn't? is like... Who doesn't? I, I, I don't know, but I don't want to meet anyone who doesn't. If you don't like an arm drag, you don't have taste in wrestling. Here's the thing, though. There are so many bad arm drags. Oh, None yeah. of those are in this match. <laughs> the fucking arm drags in this match are great. Love them. Love them so much. Fucking Kabashi, Kabashi arm drags Misawa, and it looks so fucking good. Mm. Jesus, because they even okay, we're gonna a lot of our commentary on this match is going to be yelling about these two very big men landing on their necks. Even the fucking arm drags have them landing on their necks. It's misery. Yeah, like something we kept saying back and forth throughout the match was how clean everything looked but mm-hmm. also like when things weren't clean like in like a someone landing perfectly safe way they were still clean in the sense that it was like this is this is me causing you this harm i didn't put you there by accident like i'm i'm not being safe that's the point of this at no at no point in this match did I not think these men were either about to pull a knife on each other or start making out? <laughs> and that is and that is exactly the space I wanna be in when I watch a wrestling match. Like yeah, these two and... are either about to kill each other or they're gonna fuck. And that was this match one hundred percent. And you know what? This show is called Two by Two, but we're not a mm-hmm. fan of binaries here. And I think the ideal wrestling has a strong intersection of being both of those two things at the same time. Oh, so. 100%. 100%. And like that was, yeah, that I. This entire match was just permeated by that. And it looks so. I mean, it, it feels. It feels too small to say they both sell it so well, but like, I guess yeah, that is what yeah. it is technically, but they like. Every single little movement, every every look they give each other, every time they touch, they get this feeling, and every time they kiss, they swear they could fly, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, it's fucking... It's, true. it's just... It's incredible. Like, it is... 
I've seen a lot of great wrestling matches, but this is just... It is immediately understandable to me why these names, why I've been hearing these names since the moment I started watching wrestling. It is immediately clear why they hold the position in wrestling lore they do. Like, a lot of wrestling comes from the fans, obviously, but, like, yeah. there's a reason why all these fans are so intensely invested in what's happening. There's a reason they're so vocal. There's a reason they give every reaction that the wrestlers want, and it's because they fucking earn it. Like, mm-hmm. they, like they are legends, and this is them, like, practicing their craft and, like, truly demonstrating, like, why they hold the place they hold. It's fuck. It's just so great. Can we talk about the fucking suplex that like should have broken anybody's neck? Oh, oh, fuck me! Okay. Jesus. Also, also, yep. That is definitely the Xbox logo. That is absolutely the Xbox logo. Jesus. What? Don't do that to a man. Um, so yeah, so like that fucking suplex that you were talking about is like that, that backdrop suplex is like the first big suplex of them, of the match, one of many, and it starts off, you know, coming out of the gates, fucking firing on all cylinders, shooting, like, drops him straight on his fucking head. Like, there's no reason he didn't break his neck. He just got dropped straight on his fucking head. It was so intense. And that'll be and then, a theme for the rest of this match. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, that. it's not the last time it happens. Yeah, I was gonna say that's also, like, another one of, like, my notes, which is, like, further down the page, but I think is, like, this is a good time to jump to it. The note is just Death Cult. Because, like, uh-huh. one, one of the things that happens roughly 15 minutes into the video was something that was so fucking gnarly that we just started talking about how wrestling was a Death Cult. Um, so like that's the kind of match this is you know like this isn't a death match or anything but like this is intense violence which like people are actually physically suffering they're being a lot less safe than wrestlers usually are these days which you know is why it's so good and that is horrible to say like you know, part of the... I'm not saying they couldn't do this match safely, but they couldn't do this match safely. Is, like, real. Like, they would. this match wouldn't yeah. be what it is if they weren't dropping each other on their fucking head through the, whole, through the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it resonates so much. Yeah, and I, I feel like I... I'm not going to comment on, on uh, safety so much, because, like... They're, they're fucking Kabashi and Misawa. They know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, however, it is, like, impossible, even as a, even as just a fan, to say anything but everything they do is so dangerous. And, I mean, I guess that's... I mean, yeah, wrestling is a death cult. Like, that is, that is all of professional wrestling, mm. like, pretty much. And it's just... This match just has so much of it. Yeah, and, like, the reason we were saying that is because, like... If you, you know, also aren't very familiar with Noah or wrestling in general, and, like, you don't know much about Misawa, Misawa died in, in a Noah ring. Like, not, he didn't die in the ring, but, like, he was in a match, and he took a suplex, and he landed on his back and on his head and neck wrong, 
and he had to go to hospital and his spine had got so damaged that he didn't survive it. So like this this is a morally compromised thing to enjoy because like mm-hmm. the you know the re- like I've just said that this match wouldn't have happened if they weren't doing all these dangerous things and we can talk about how they knew what they were doing and they you know they chose to do it and I think they should get to choose to do it. But at the same time, yeah. them making that choice literally led to one of them dying. And, and like, that's yeah. a truth. And that's something we have to contend with as people who enjoy this. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I know that, like, me and you, we both already know that and have these opinions. But I think, like, considering this yeah, is yeah. episode one of us talking about wrestling, like, you know, oh, we sure. should probably vocalize that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, I thought for sure that when Misawa, I can't remember if he leapt out of the ring or if Kobashi dropped him, but when his face landed on the railing, yes, and yes. For the rest of for the rest of the match, he's just bleeding from the mouth. Oh, oh fucking hell! No, Misawa, you silly okay? bastard! Is he okay? Is his teeth okay? He's leaning. He's or is he? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Jesus! Oh, yeah, he's bleeding. Yeah, he's bleeding. Absolutely bleeding. So after this backdrop that we were talking about, Kenza rolls out of the ring, and Misawa like goes to like like climbs up on the corner a detail i really enjoyed is like he goes to jump he's like up on the corner going to jump on kenta who's on the outside and like the referees work in this match is so good and i just wanted to highlight that Mm -hmm. because like as soon as he goes to the top you know you see a lot of people being very lackadaisical in wrestling about the fact that it's technically against the rules for you to do dives but you know everyone like not for you to do dives but for you to be climbed up on the ropes is, like, against the rules, and, like, the ref's supposed to give you a five count, but, like, so many people and places are very lackadaisical about that because everyone loves fucking dives, and, you know, you don't want it to get in the way, but, like, the referee seems to actually be trying to talk the person down, and, like, the body language that this referee has, like, he seems, like, so desperate, but so hopeful that he's gonna be able to talk Masawa down, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Masawa just fucking jumps straight off, <laughs> just right onto the outside. Which, it's just like, okay, Misawa, you just, you just dropped this man right on his head, and Kobashi rolls out of the ring, rightfully so, you need to go rest. You need to lie down in a bed, and you need to go <laughs> rest, Misawa. Let him go rest. Mm. You just dropped him on his head. Let him go rest. Don't jump after him. Don't do that. And, yeah, don't do that, because you see where it gets you. It gets you all bloodied in the mouth. Yeah, so then, um, yeah, so then what happens is, like, uh, Misawa rolls him back in, Masawa immediately climbs back up to the top rope, dives on him again, goes over to, the, to like the opposite top rope corner, dives off again, like goes for the pin attempt, and he's just like this is what we were talking about. about like this is when we were being like he shouldn't be able to, he shouldn't be moving like this, he shouldn't be doing this many dives for a man his size. He's ruining his body, but like every single dive was like so clean, like we were saying. Um, 
<laughs> My note says high flying, clean and heavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> then they have like a sick chop exchange, which is just chops in all caps in my notes. And then this is where he gets bloody mouthed because uh, it's another situation where Kent is on the outside. Um, he goes to do a dive. Uh, it's he, he goes to like do like a tope, but like fake does like a spot he did a lot where he like fakes out and flips over the ropes instead and then goes to jump off the apron. And when he jumps off the apron... Kenta moves out the way and he goes face first into the railing and just absolutely obliterates like his mouth. It just is he's like Nicholas said, he's bleeding for the rest of the match after that, and it's so good. He looks so good doing it, but like I I very much thought I very much thought his teeth was just gonna be gone at that point. Cause it looked so, so, so bad. And then immediately afterwards, Kobashi fucking picks him up, drapes him across the <laughs> railing, and does a guillotine leg, like, does a fucking guillotine leg thing, and it, it, it's, it's a lot. so perfect. It's so much. It's, it's like yeah. such a good, like, the production on this as well, like, the pacing that, the, like, these two men have perfected, as well as, like, the way, like, the cameras know to cover it, is so good because, like, people are standing around, like, concerned, and you just have enough time of, like, them writhing around on the floor to, like, you know, you see Masawa's mouth, you see, you, you're like, oh, is his mouth okay? Like, it looked like he really hurt his mouth. But then it, but it looks fine, and then you see it start bleeding, and then it's like they leave it just long enough for you to see how fucked up he is, and then that's when Kenta picks him up, and he picks him up with such urgency of like, oh, we're both fucked up, but you're more fucked up than me right now, so I'm gonna get you even more fucked up while I can, and then like, like you said, he drags him up after he's just smashed his mouth on this railing. Guillotine leg drop over it. Another guillotine. Another one. Now you can go on the floor. Whatever. It's so good. Oh no! <laughs> this and then after that, this is where I have the note that says half and half. Bye, uh, bye, bye, Miss Color. <laughs> um, because this is where Kenta Kobashi gives Masawa a fucking half and half suplex on the concrete and lands him directly on his fucking cranium. Oh, oh fucking, fucking hell! Right on his skull. Can you not, Kenta? Please. Jesus fucking Christ! This is what got us. Yeah. This is what got us talking about like him dying because it was so rough. Yeah, there's a couple of spots that happen outside of the ring, just on the on the concrete and on the ramp, and this one is it sets those other ones up, but fucking hell, it's a rough place to start off. That's the thing, like this match is full of like so many like moments of like you know, at first it's like levels of escalation, like that first big backdrop. Masawa's mouth getting smashed. Masawa's fucking skull, like, uh, like on the outside of the ring on that half and half. And it's like these are all yeah. like moments of like, oh, this big thing just happened. Oh, this big thing just happened. But then, like, as you get later into the match, it becomes less about like this one big move and more about like, 
I know that this one big move isn't going to be enough to put you away because you keep kicking out of my one big moves. So now I'm going to do like three big moves in a row and see how you fucking like that. <laughs> and it, so it goes from but like... Also, yeah, sorry. But also, it's three, but also it's three big moves in a row that all connect to what was happening earlier in the match. Absolutely. And they're all like heavily contested. Like even when one yeah. of them, even when one of them is dominating... It's not like there's the there's the feeling that the tables are about to turn at every, at any point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so tense. Yeah, yeah. And like as much as I obviously enjoy it, like you also get like the feeling as if like you can't enjoy it. Like you get a feeling of dread because it's like I've already seen what these men have already done to each other and they've already shown me that they're gonna push it further. How far are they gonna go? And like that's basically the question of this match. It's like you know, which is a basic, solid, foundational question of wrestling. Like, how far are you willing to push each other? But, like, these are the best people in the world at doing that. And they're both in the ring together doing it. And they are willing yeah. to put themselves in these positions. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my fucking god. Oh my god, right on his fucking school? Jesus Christ. I have never in my life looked at a picture of Misawa and thought, yeah, he's hot. Of now course he's he is. From the mouth. Now he's bleeding from the mouth, I'm like, I, I would do him in a heartbeat. I mean, look at- how can you look at this man? Spewing blood, with Kenta Kobashi's yeah. legs wrapped around him while he's got him in a full Nelson, and not think, damn, I would. <laughs> can you not see how much pain he's in? How is he so sexy? Jesus! Give the man's neck a rest! That, what Misawa just did, Undertaker could never. It got, like, I have a note, I have a note here that, out of context, it doesn't make any sense. It just says Undertaker could never. There's a, there's a specific moment where Misawa has his head down and looks like, mm. his entire body looks like he's about to give up after, uh, after Kabashi gives him, like, another fucking guillotine leg drop right right to his neck. Not a leg drop, but like just a guillotine leg right to his neck. <laughs> Misawa looks like his whole body is about to crumble and then instead like stretches up, looks right up at Kobashi with the most fucking defiant face I've ever seen any person make. And I I got chills. Like through my entire fucking body I got chills. It looks so good, and they are so in it, and they are... Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I feel like even like people who aren't that into wrestling, or like who only know like old WWE stuff or whatever, will know about like, you know, like Hulk Hogan's Hulk up spot, like where he like makes people mm -hmm. punch him and he gets like all jazzed about it, and it's like you know, Hulk Hogan fucking wishes he had like 10% of this. Like, he's nothing. He's a He's a fucking 2D cartoon of a man, like, compared to this. Like, this is, like, like, 
the the emotion that Hulk Hogan was tapping into when he got people to go into that, like to get like into that favor with him, like this is like imagine someone who's able to accomplish that because they're actually good at it as well as just be having that much charisma. <laughs> like the, that's basically what this is. Like Masawa just absorbs so much, and then the energy like sustains him. Oh, fuck. These men hate each other. <laughs> These men oh. love each other. Oh. Oh. Look at his face. These men love each other. Oh. The moment that the camera was just full of Kabachi fire and ass. It's just a great, it's just a fantastic Just a nice moment. blessing for us all, thank you camera person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus fuck. Oh, what a sleeper suplex. My, I have a note here called that just says, this is porn. These men love each other and their love language is suplex. <laughs> That's perfect. It's not a sleeper suplex, it's a we're sleeping together suplex. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Alright, so this is the point in the match where they start delivering one suplex to each other after another. And it looks so good that I, by the end of that like sequence or whatever you want to call it, I was wincing and like closing my eyes at the moment of impact of each one. Because even though I know none of them get harmed, like actually harmed and injured in this match, other than the obvious like pains and aches they're going to be having, even though I know that, I could not get my brain to stop thinking I'm going to watch someone break his neck like right now. You can't do that without breaking your neck. I get the same feeling when I'm watching any Naito Ibushi, Ibushi match. Yeah, it's 100% um, Naito Ibushi vibes of like, yeah. fucking protect your neck. Nah, let's let's see how far we can push it. I cannot get it out of my head. Like I said earlier that my ideal of wrestling is when I I I believe that the two people in the ring equally want to kill each other and want to fuck <laughs> each other. And like this is the epitome of that. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's just so fucking good in so many ways. Oh, <laughs> What a fucking specimen of a man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. That fucking clothesline. Like, I understand why you laugh, because, like, what else are you supposed to do in the face of, like... What else could you do? How could a mortal what man do that? What else could you do? 
And with the Xbox logo underneath him, no less. <laughs> with the Xbox logo underneath him, no less. Oh, I can't believe Masawa is like the. These. Oh my God, we're watching Xbox versus PlayStation. <laughs> That's why Kabashi's wearing black. This is the console wars. This is the this is the early two thousands console wars. I know we're both gamers. I refuse to bring that into this. Gamers rise up. <laughs> this is like the brain damage match, is the thing. Like, it's like a perfect wrestling match, but it's also like the brain damage match, and that's just true. The camera work as well, like that. Hell yes! Did you see that little frogman fly? Yes, I fucking did. The fucking camera work in this match is so good as well. Like the moment before Misawa did that, they just caught like exactly when they looked at each other like that across the ring and across the ropes. Yeah, like we both it's know so what's good. fucking coming and neither of us is stopping it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. No. No, 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 no. Listen to the ref. Listen to the ref. Don't do that. Go into the ring again. Misawa, I know what you're trying to do. Don't do this. Don't. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, my God. Jesus fucking hell. There was the big uh, exchange where like there, there was like the clothesline out onto the on there was the clothesline that took uh, Kenta out onto the ramp. Um Yeah, yeah. Kenta was on the ramp and Masawa did like a tope and got him on the ramp. And then there was like that really tense exchange where he was like trying to get the Emerald Flosion on the ramp. And then he was trying to get the Tiger Driver on the ramp. And then just when you're like, oh, he's not going to get it though. He's not going to get it though. He fucking Tiger suplexes him off the ramp. So he lands on his head. It, oh, it's. This is the moment in my notes where I've just written down, get these men to a hospital. Like, that, this was the moment in the match where I was like, I don't even care if the match goes on. I just want these men to lie <laughs> down and have a rest. See, this is, they the, it. this is the part of my notes where I wrote, Tiger Ramp, dead Kenta. <laughs> 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 yeah, so then they're both lying there um, on the floor outside the ring uh they've both got the trainees around them misawa's got one trainee in white um and kenta's got a bunch of trainees in black um and so i think the misawa's trainee is uh marafuji (laughs) oh that rules who will be watching later uh yeah yeah because I know that, you know, Misawa trained Marafuji and Kenta trained 
uh, uh, girl. Shizaki. Shizaki, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I think it was the thing where, I think, I, I, I think I heard one of the commentators say, uh, say Marafuji's name alien to the match so I think they were mm-hmm. saying that like Marafuji was there and I, you couldn't really see when Kenta was lying down because he had like so many people around him but I noticed that one of those people was like kneeled down talking to him when, when the rest of them weren't so in my head I'm like was that Shiozaki was that Shiozaki but you were also asking <laughs> you were also like thought that one of them might have been Kenta like all caps Kenta uh FKA uh, Hideo Atami. Who's Hideo? <laughs> Hideo is dead. <laughs> anyway. Hideo, Hideo never was. Hideo never will be again. <laughs> and we are happy. We are happy for that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought you. I thought you'd be interested to know that 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 like the people were about to watch in the second match might have been there in the first match. Yeah, Hideo only exists in Twitter videos by the Iconics. <laughs> yep, that's that's the only time. No, that's Kento. Let's be real. Like when they were <laughs> when they were bull- when they were bullying him, that was a shoot. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Like he was just being bullied by his best friends, and that was what that was. Has Kenta has all caps Kenta ever had a match against Kenta Kobashi? Oh, I think so. Okay, we, we need to watch that in that case. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure we will get yeah, to that. Good. Like good. We, before we started recording, we were talking about maybe doing a Kenta episode at some point. Like, I'm sure at some point we're gonna watch the two of them together because I'm pr- I'm almost definitely sure it's happened. In fact, I've I've probably watched it before, but I can't quite remember. Sure. If it wasn't already clear, both. For both AJ and I, I think New Japan is like the main promotion we keep up with. Um, AEW has a spot in there as well, but like New Japan, for me at least, is definitely the promotion I watch the most and like keep up the most with. Yeah, um, I, I think I think for me it's become AEW, but like just because of the way the scheduling works, be is like yeah, more, yeah, is yeah. like more regular. And, like, spaced out, whereas, like, with New yeah. Japan, you know, you don't get a show for a month and then you get, like, five days in a row or whatever. So, like, right. I think... But both of us but both of us are very much... Yeah, most uh, of my emotional are... investment in wrestling, like, not on an indie or local level, is in New Japan. <laughs> like, yeah. that's... Yeah. And I'm sure... I'm so excited to see, like... Like, we were talking about this before we started watching the matches as well. Like, so excited to see... Uh, all these incredible things that Kenta was doing before he went to WWE. So excited to see all of these names that we've only ever either heard of or seen in their like twilight years. Seeing them in their prime in Noah yeah. is going to be such a fucking trip. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. As well as like, you know, while we're talking about how our main touchstone for like modern wrestling is New Japan. You know, something that might be noteworthy to someone who doesn't know a lot about wrestling or a lot about Noah specifically, or Japanese wrestling specifically, is like the strong style, King's Road style divide. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, strong style and King's Road style are, are two, they were kind of opposing for a long time. Uh, booking style, they were like, they were both like a booking style, but also like a match fighting style like it was both it was like the way you told stories both physically and over time and um 
All Japan was really like the home and heart of King's Road style, whereas New Japan was that for strong style. Okay. And and people have like ge- generally agree now that like the New Japan main event scene now is like largely done in King's Road style matches or you know like if you look at like the never uh, the, like title division in New Japan you know that's definitely strong style but also you can still even in the in, in like the never division which is like very much the strong style division that they as far as that goes like even that you can see the influence of these uh of the King's Road style that came out of all Japan and which I'm assuming thrived in Noah so like I'm in, so like you know like seeing Masa- Masawa and Kenta go at it like you know talking about how like this has the exact same vibe as like the uh like Abushi Naito it's like well yeah well like that's because like this ended up becoming like the generally accepted like perfect vibe for wrestling not including like <laughs> not including like comedy wrestling obviously there are so many different vibes you can have for wrestling and they're all like yeah, all 100%. Them, a lot of them are great but like in terms of like the drama and like the big events happening like i think that a lot of people tend to agree that like this is this is the most popular style for a reason nowadays anyway yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and so like it's cool to see like you know i don't know exactly how much that was already like a developed and or perfected thing before Noah was formed and like how much of that was developed in Noah. So like I'm interested to see that sort of happen again as well. Yeah, yeah, same. Come on, come on, come on. End the match, end the match. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, you thought that was it? You thought this was over? You thought these men would get to rest? That was... That was the move! I heard... I heard that guy say I'm wrong function. That's the, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the thing he does. <laughs> I just want them to rest. You don't have to do with this. You can just kiss and be done with Oh. The absolute release of tension in that entire arena when he like flipped them over. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it just won't end, it's never enough. Two just massive men running at each other with Marriott. Is there anything better in the world? <laughs> What's better than this? Just guys doing Lariats. <laughs> Fucking oh! oh. 
Jesus Christ. Is that it? No, no, of course not. Of course he not. Won't this die. Doesn't end. He won't die. Okay, that was relatively safe for a Kenta Kabashi Burn and Hammer. There we go. Finally, they can rest. This is when when they eventually do so they beat a they beat a very very tight twenty count. Misawa rolls in at eighteen and Kobashi just manages to get in at nineteen. And this is when so Misawa has been trying to get the Emerald Flotion off uh, throughout most of the latter half of the match, and this is when he finally does it. And again, this is the first Misawa match I've ever seen. I thought this was it for sure. Uh, this near fall had me like completely sold. I thought there was no way Kabashi was going to kick out of that, especially after the fucking Tiger suplex off the ramp as well. I thought the match was over, and when Kabashi kicked out, I fucking lost my mind. Yeah, and like not to mention before the Emerald Flosion, they spent like I, I think uh, Misawa hit like Kab- uh, hit. Kabashi with that like intense high knee out of nowhere, the jumping high knee. Yeah. And then yeah, af- yeah, yeah, and then yeah, after yeah. that they spent like a minute just smacking each other's throats with their elbows. Yeah, the fucking the the the, the amount that both of these men just hate each other's necks and throat areas. Yeah. I have uh, my note says throat haters in all caps. Yeah. Yeah, and like when when he hit the Emerald Flosion, you like were fully just like, well, that's it. And I was like, hmm, I think there's like a couple more minutes of this match. <laughs> you know, I had I had completely forgotten that I had the ability to just check how long left of the match I had. Like I was by now I was so incredibly just I guess immersed that like I had completely forgotten the world around me at this point. Yeah, like this wasn't a video you were watching. This was an event no. you were experiencing. <laughs> it yeah, draws you in so deeply. 100%. It's so good. So yeah, he kicks out of the Emerald Flosion somehow. He hits the world's biggest fucking lariat. Like, like no, the, no, the... no, 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 no. First. First, they hit each other. Oh, they okay, yeah. They fucking speed into each other like two semi-trucks colliding. Mm. And then they go to do it again, and Kobashi manages to overpower. And it is... It's fucking Godzilla. It's two Godzillas just fucking meeting in the center of the ring, and it's incredible. This whole match is an Im- like an impossible force meets an immovable object. Like that. Like that. <laughs> that's what this is. This is that the match. It's so good. Yeah. And like. And I mean, both of us. Both of us are marks for good for like a fantastic lariat. Yeah. And this... But this is like maybe the best lariat I've ever seen. 
Like it's this, it's this Oshingo. Like it's this Oshingo for sure. Oh, that's like such a compliment to Shingo. Like, which is like you know, but also a compliment to to Kenta Kabashi because like Shingo has one of the sickest fucking lariats. <laughs> So yeah, he, hit, 100%, 100%. He, hit, he hits him with this giant fucking lariat, still doesn't pin him, and then he hits this giant, like, vertical stolen brain buster, and in which he drops him right on his head. Um, <laughs> it's intense. You were like, okay. Once again, you were like, okay, now this, okay, here he goes. Like, you were like the same way, like, for the Emerald Flosion. You were like, hey, wasn't that the Emerald? But this, you were like, okay, and he hits the Brain Buster and, like, it's done. Still kicked out. Still wouldn't fucking die. And Kenta Kabashi has to hit the Burning Hammer. It was at this, it was at this point that I realized, like, I knew, I know the, like, I know of Misawa's Emerald Flotion. I know of Kenta Kabashi's throat chops, but it was at this moment I realized I don't think I know what Kobashi's finisher is. Mm. Well, okay, there's, I a, know, there's probably I know a reason he's, for that. Yeah, no, I, I knew he had done the Burning Hammer, but I also knew that I... I I had in the back of my mind, like, was he using that at this time? Wasn't that, like, deemed so dangerous that it got actually banned or something? Like, would he use that here? And so it was this moment, it was this moment where I didn't know what to look for. And when he actually got him, when he actually got Misawa into the burning hammer position, I, 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 I lost I lost the ability to speak. I just sat there fucking flabbergasted. <laughs> just like you were witnessing an extinction event. Just like, yeah, ah yes, much. of course this is how it all ends. There could be no other way. <laughs> wrestling never had what what do you mean wrestling continued after 03? <laughs> you mean wrestling didn't die the day the Kansa Kobashi became the GHC heavyweight championship and it was proven oh. that it could never improve? <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, t- so there's a lot to touch on there in what you've just said, I feel like. So yeah. um I think part of the reason which is interesting that you might not have that you ha- like might not have known like what Kobashi's finisher was, even though you've heard of the Bear and Hammer, is because of the way the King's Road style style books matches is that like um a lot of that book and style it doesn't have someone have like a consistent finisher it'll be like you know they might have a finisher that they use on someone to win their first big match against each other um which you know these two have had big matches against each other before they just haven't had uh this title they haven't had a title like this is Kabashi's first title attempt in uh, Noah, as far as I know. So I don't know yeah, if they've yeah. had big matches in Noah before this, but I'm guessing this is their first big match in Noah. But they've had big right. matches in the past in All Japan, which, you know, I'm guessing that's a history that would be acknowledged in Noah, considering the way the company styles itself. Uh, so the way that matches are often booked is it'll be like, okay, the first time they have this big fight, you can do them with this finisher, but the next time you just fight, that finish is not going to put them away because they've taken it before. And so, so like the like 
get more used to certain moves and it leads to wrestlers having to try new moves to put each other away and like the more they use moves the more they have to use them i like that a lot yeah it's really I good like that a lot. and it, and there's also apparently it used to be very common practice in the king's road style for like someone to kick out of a finisher and then get pinned by a strike after the finisher so, like, they'd get a finishing move, they'd kick out anyway, but then they'd just get, like, smacked so fucking hard that they, uh, that they got pinned. See, I was about to say, like, that rules, and then I realized that's just what Chris Jericho is doing now, and for a moment I was like, mm, does that rule? And then I like, okay, yeah, no, when these people were doing it, I, I imagine it really did rule. When Jericho does it, maybe not so much. No, see, I, I, I do one of the few one of the things that has been sticking out lately as a positive from AEW is the way that they've been letting people finish matches without using like their one finishing maneuver. Like they've been letting That's them good. put over people. They've been letting people put over other moves as moves that can finish people besides like the right. big one move, and that's something I right. really appreciate because that makes matches seem so much more dangerous. That makes matches seem like. Well, I don't know what's going to finish this match because, you know, they have been using this move recently. But also, here's this move, which they've been using forever. And now that they're in AEW, they're allowed to get pins with it every now and then. Which is like, <laughs> you know, that's fuck it, that rules as far as I'm concerned. And like, that's... Okay, do, do you think, do you think... I don't, I don't want... I want Sami Zayn to get out of WWE. I don't <laughs> want Sami Zayn... I don't want Sami Zayn in AEW. Do you think if Sami Zayn went to AEW, would he pin anybody with the Blue Thunder Bomb? Oh, he would. He'd pin a jobber with the Blue Thunder Bomb. See, that alone, that alone makes me go. I wish. I just. I. 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 I that alone is a good enough case for him to be in AEW. <laughs> Is to see Sami Zayn get a pin with the blue thunder bomb. I just wanted to he, work. He would just get once. he would he would get a win on Dark with the blue thunder bomb. Maybe a win on yeah. Dynamite if they give him a squash on Dynamite. Like yeah, but yeah. like the way AEW does squashes is interesting as well because like a lot of like they will give their jobbers way more way more offense than uh than other people will give their jobbers but at the same time they will have someone in for like 10 or 20 matches without giving them a win because they're just a jobber yeah uh anyway this is off this is off subject <laughs> I mean, look we've we've gotten to the end of the match we can do whatever we want yeah this is yeah we've give ourselves we a for we've give ourselves a format to contain ourselves but We've. I don't know how long we've been speaking about this one match, but it's been a long time, and so like we're gonna meander and we're gonna talk about things outside of this. But like, imagine how much we could have talked about if we did if we didn't give ourselves this format. We'd never shut the fuck up. <laughs> listen, hey, listener, listener, I listener, <laughs> listen, listener, <laughs> listener, listener. You and me now, okay? You look at me. I'll take I my earphones know. out. You can send me a message. On <laughs> No, 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 come okay. back, please. Okay, AJ, okay, I'm here, back, I'm here, I'm here. Listener, I don't know how long you've been listening to this. I don't know how long this has been going on for. Just know that however long you've been listening, we've been talking for much longer. Oh, absolutely. We can go on about we can go on about this match and the tangents that they that it spawns for hours. Mm. 
But we're not going to because we're done. We're not going to. We're not going to because we're done. Okay. Like, so Ken, so Kabashi so Kenta Kabashi wins with the Baron Hammer. He does. Um, he does. As and, he should have. As he should have. And, the crowd goes fucking ballistic. And yeah, considering how fucking dangerous and how many times the people in this move in this match have landed on their fucking heads with suplexes and other moves. As to your question about the Baron Hammer getting banned and stuff like that. This was a very safe Bale and Hammer that we saw. This yeah, this was an didn't... this was an incredibly safe Bale and Hammer. It went super smoothly. He didn't drop him on his head, even though he dropped him on his head like several other times in the match. But like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like for for once, uh, yeah, uh, for, like for once they had restraints. Land them on the head, yeah. For once they yeah. had restraints. So like, this was a thing where like. You know, he'd clearly already at this point dropped someone on the head and they'd had to go like, ooh, can't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know if it had, <laughs> I don't know if it had been banned, but he'd clearly made the decision to be safer with it. Because he, he very... I think there was only like six or seven times or something like that. I've, I've heard that there was a small amount of times when Kenta Kabashi uses the Ben and Hammer and it's like the real deal Ben and Hammer. It's like uh-huh. the I know I've just put you on your fucking head and you're dead and I'm pinning you <laughs> like that that bit of hammer. <laughs> but obviously, even if he doesn't whip out the dangerous versions very often, the move is known as such a dangerous move that even when you can see how safe it is, you're like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just so intense and it was a great way I mean, to finish. It has it for one. It looks brutal no matter what, but for it also has all of this history to it that you kind of like even even i who have never seen i think i've seen one full kabashi match and it's against uh it's the samoa samoa joe match but like even then i've heard of and i have seen clips of and i've heard the like history of the burning hammer so as soon as you see it performed in an actual match and performed that well it is absolutely like a momentous occasion. Mm. I remember you. I think you sent me a clip at some point when I was just like getting into over wrestling and New Japan with you. Uh, I think you sent me a clip of uh, Brian Danielson commenting over the Cruiserweight Classic in WWE. Yes. When yes, um, yes, yes. when what's his name? Um, who who was it? Brian the Brian Kendrick. Yeah, Brian, Ke- Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick. It's a Ben and Hammer, and Daniel Bryan loses is a fucking mine, and like <laughs> that was like you know that was early in my learning about wrestling again as an adult thing as like you know that was that was like oh no people who are good at this and who care about this hold like give this one move so much weight. And it's like that. Yeah. It's that kind of history that like has drawn me to 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 doing this like so much. Like I'm just so excited to get into it. That's also just like one of my favorite things in general. When, uh, when you get to see a wrestler lose their shit over what's happening in the ring, like it happened at that time with, uh, Brian Danielson completely losing his mind over seeing a burning hammer. It happened in the. I don't know which May Young Classic it was, but um, the commentators would ju- they could like like they were I think it's the match with Meiko Satomura and uh, Mercedes. What's her name? Mercedes Martinez. Um, 
Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I think it's their match, and I think Beth Phoenix is on commentary, and she cannot stop talking about how Mako Satomura is a fucking legend, mm. and how anybody would be honored to be in the ring with her. And it's just, it's just so good to hear people like that, who you normally don't hear that much from in that vein, like especially from within the WWE system, just talk about how fucking incredible some of these other people are. Yeah, in WWE, wrestling history doesn't exist except for when, yeah. they're, t- except for when they're talking to you about it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, only, sure, ex- sure. it only exists when they're using it to sell. Like, and that's that's it. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's part of the appeal of, of, like, you know, the Japanese wrestling that I've been exposed to, generally speaking, but also, like, the ethos of this podcast is just, like, how much, like, not necessarily, you know, sometimes even reverence, but, but outside of that, just an acknowledgement of and respect of the history of the thing they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I think we should take a break now. Um, and... I I believe so too. We are going to uh, we are going to be back, and when you hear us next, we will have watched the Shizaki versus Marufuji match, and I imagine we will have a lot to say about that too. So <laughs> <let's> jump in. <laughs> Great, excellent. from break so Nicholas we've just watched Go Shiozaki versus Naomichi Marafuji how, how do you feel about this match give me give me like your broad strokes before we get into the into the final details holy fucking shit yeah <laughs> the, the, the kicks the strong the strongness on display holy fucking shit mm. the disrespect mm. so much disrespect <laughs> so much disrespect but so much respect like commingling, which yeah. is you know that's dialectics, baby. I love it. Just a just a fantastic, just a fantastic time all around. This match rule. I I love this. I love this so much. This was fantastic. I'm very glad that I that we watched this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. My notes are a lot less detailed for this one than they were for the first match. Um. I think just like I fully just forgot to be taking notes for like the first like ten minutes and had to quickly, you know, scramble to <laughs> to, to, to to start trying to take that's some. Fair, that's fair. Uh, but but you know, at that point, the match was already like underway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really get into the habit of keeping good notes. I just sort of like made notes of when a big thing happened. Listen, good uh, notes. So, good yeah. notes are overrated and I'm sure we will wish we hadn't said that and taken that position later on. <laughs> but that's for future us. That's a problem for future us. Uh, my first note is just uh, that there is a very intense battle of the coats right off the get-go. Mm. Um, 
Oh, well, before we even get to the Battle of the Coats, uh, we should probably mention that in the video we watched this in, there was like a, a big match pre-roll. Oh, right. like yes, in yes, yes, New yes. Japan. Like they did, they did the same thing for this where it's like, you know, they're like, okay, here's like the history leading up to this mm -hmm. match. But they didn't just do it for like here's the history between these two guys specifically. They were like, here's the history of the title. <laughs> and like showed like Masawa fighting for the title back in the day and then showed uh, Kabashi winning it from Masawa and a bunch of other stuff. And then they moved on to like the actual, uh, you know, Marafuji and uh, Chiyazaki content. But like, obviously we don't speak Japanese, so yeah. I don't know how, how much information we were able to glean from I that. wonder if that's a thing they do for every title match, or if that's specifically a thing for this match, because like, we they have that lineage to Kenta and to uh, Misawa. So I wonder if that's a. Uh... Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that for like all of the big pay per view matches. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like the the same way New Japan does. Like they had they did this the, the same thing New Japan does where because it was a title match they showed all the previous champions and like how many reigns they've had and when. Yes. Like in like a slideshow leading up to it. Uh... Yeah, it was fun. It's good. I love I love that stuff. And, and and New Japan only just really started doing that for, like, other belts. Like, I think, uh, you know, it was, wasn't it Hiromu who was, like, the first one to get that for the junior belt yeah. because he asked for in, it? Uh, in 2018, during the feud with uh, Desperado. Yeah, yeah. When he first got it, mm -hmm. like, before he injured himself, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how... But it was sick, anyway. It was a good yeah, package. Yeah, it, it, added, it added a lot of atmosphere, even though, like, you know... Obviously, because this was a a current, like a, a, what's the word? Because this was like a match that has just happened, it would it was during like COVID. And obviously, they've done a much better, they've, dealed, they've dealt with COVID and the quarantining and stuff much better in Japan than they have in like the UK or the US or anything like that. So it's like, it is fine that they're having shows because they can run shows safely. But you know, it it was it was weird that it was like it had a big match feel, but at the same time the room was at like half capacity. Yeah, and I like, I, I appreciate the we I remarked early on like oh wow the camera just immediately shows that there are no people here, and then you were like yeah but that's a good thing actually and you're right it is a good thing like yeah no it it is good to know that like they are they are. Uh, even though they are running shows, they are still like maintaining safety protocol, etc. Like making sure there's good amounts of space between people. Even like if there's a fuck up, then you know at least there's some sort of collateral damage, like mitigator. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that like it sounds. I I think there was recently a thing actually where one company I don't remember which company did cancel their upcoming tour because like they found out that like some one of the roster members made contact and like by the time you know they wouldn't get the results back until after the tour okay. to see if she had right. it so they just cancelled the tour because yeah so you know just be I just want to say that because it's like you know I did just say they've been doing a better job and it's but you know that doesn't necessarily mean shows don't have risks yeah no for so sure like, for sure
and I think I'm still firmly in the camp of wrestling probably shouldn't be happening right now. Like, if wrestling happens, I'll still watch it and probably enjoy it, but I don't think it should be happening. Like, we need to prioritise what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're going to be having matches, have matches with, like, people who are in your system and, like, don't have an audience. Which is shit for wrestling shows, but, like, there's a fucking pandemic. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to prioritise a little bit. But uh, as far as as far as wrestling matches, as far as wrestling matches happening in 2020, this was a very very good one. <laughs> smooth transition. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Smooth transition. We, I need. So back to the coach. Yeah, we need to talk about the coach situation because Marufuji comes out in like we both we both remarked that it was something we'd expect to see Kushida be wearing. Um, like, yeah, like if Kashida had done like a biker heel turn, if but 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 kept his aesthetic. In my in my eyes, it's like what if Kashida went fully Back to the Future too? <laughs> I mean, he and has just done. like just like he has, but like just even more so. But like Marufuji comes out with this silvery, like I don't know what kind of material that must have been, but it's shiny, it's silvery, it's like rigid in a way. It's big. I don't like it. I like it a lot, but only on him. I like Marafuji. I I am a big fan of Marafuji when he's taking the coat off. Yeah, yeah, same, um, same. Because of what he, he he looks like he's in a shock blanket, like a fire blanket. Yeah, <laughs> it does. it's just it's just. It's just not a very good look. I think, in my opinion. I think it's a very good look for him specifically. I don't think anyone else could pull it off, but I like him in it. Mm. Uh, and then fucking, and then fucking Goshi Osaki comes out, and this is the first time I've ever seen Ooh. Goshi Osaki, and just immediately it becomes clear that Shiyosaki is the winner of the coat battle here, uh, because holy oh, shit! Would you would you like to describe what he's wearing? Oh. Finding words for it is going to be difficult, but it's just, like, this absolutely gorgeous, like, wrestle coat. I don't know how else to like, you know, it's a wrestle coat. It's a coat you wear into the ring in wrestling. It's not It's not fit for any other purpose, really. But it has the, but, it um, has the white and silver. It has the green. A lot of, like... You pointed out to me. It was, it was yeah, it was green and white, but then with also like a bit of black and gold in it, I think. But it was mainly green and white, yeah. like Masawa's colors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely got the vibe from like both his gear, the fact that an emerald light came on during his entrance, and also some of his move choices. That Shiozaki is definitely trying to be like, I'm the new Masawa, <laughs> and like doing that. When a student of Misawa stands across from you, is yeah, like, oh, I by the end of this match, like, uh, before before seeing this match, I had I had heard the name Naomichi Marufuji before, I had never seen a match of his, I had seen pictures at some point, I have never heard or seen uh, Goshi Osaki. By the end of this match, I am like 100% a Goshi Osaki stan. I love this man. <laughs> I love this man with all my heart. Um, but he's a cocky little fucker. Uh, he, oh, yeah. he, like, doing, like, the, the fucking attire, the move choices, and doing that in the face of Marufuji, who was trained by Misawa, is just, it's so disrespectful, and I'm so here for it. Mm. But at the same time, 
even though there's all of that implicit disrespect, like they are generally very respectful. Yes, yes, they they match. shake they shake the hand at the beginning. They do similar things at the end of the match as well. Like they remain super respectful of each other. Like there's a bunch of um, uh, every time there is a rope break, it is immediately done and it's clean. Like it's just. The actual match itself. Except for that one time, it wasn't immediate, even though it was still clean. Yeah, but e- except for <laughs> even then, it was still clean. We're we're gonna get to it. But when Marufuji, uh, Marufuji is pushed into the or pushes go into the ropes, and instead of breaking, the ref actually has to get in to like separate them. And even then, Marufuji maintains like the hold he's got, and it's not a painful hold. It's just like. It's just like grabbing and looking right into his eyes, showing like this is not like this is not a haha go play match. This is fucking serious, and you better start taking this seriously. And you can see Ghost's face immediately afterwards, like changes completely. Like, okay, sir, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was having fun. This is not a fun time. Sorry. Yeah, it was absolutely like uh, it was like it wasn't cheating. He was just taking the opportunity to be like. No, I'm I'm not fucking playing with yeah. you. Look into my eyes right now. I'm not going anywhere. You're gonna see how much I want yeah. this. <laughs> Which was very it good. Was, it was so so um, good. Before we get a bit further into the match, do you want me to give a brief little bit of background? Please do, please do. Okay, so I don't have a huge amount of information here. Um I skimmed an article on last on a website called lastwordonprowrestling.com uh my first time on the website so i don't know if it has any reputations or anything like that um but you know it's it, according to like this article that i skimmed basically the whole like build up to this is you know as we've mentioned kabashi trained shizaki masawa trained uh marafuji they, they, they've both had, like, a prominent place in the company. Um, you know, I think Mar- Marufuji's been champion twice, the GHC heavyweight champion twice, and this is Shiyazaki's fourth reign. Um, but I think, like, Marufu- Marufuji is seen as, like, slight, a bit more old school than Shiyazaki is. Like, I don't know when... I think Shiyazaki entered the company in 2003, whereas, like, you know... Marafuji was already wrestling at that point. Okay. Um, like in matches with Kobashi and, and, and Masawa yeah. and stuff like that. So I think, you know, Masawa, so uh, Marafuji's a bit more senior, but they both have like kind of been there for like a long time. Uh, but, you know, there was, uh, they, they do have a history. They've had like, they've had singles matches together in like tournament settings and for other reasons, but they've never had a champion, they've never had a singles match for the title before. So that this is their first title singles match, like sort of like the same way it was for Masawa and Kobashi in the, in the previous match. Right, right. And yeah, I think like as we saw on the pre-roll and like there is a bit extent, apparently there was, I think there's a thing where Shiozaki calls himself uh, Noah, like he says, I am Noah. And so I think in the pre-roll it showed that... Uh, I think it was after Marufuji beat, beat Shiozaki in a tag match. Uh, you said on mic, like, if it, if it is the case that you say, I am Noah, then I am the real Noah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Regarding the matter of throwing in, I've been with Noah for 20 years. It doesn't matter how many years. I am the only symbol. So, like, that's basically what this match yeah, is. It's yeah, like, yeah. Shiozaki has taken over as the face of the company, and Marafuji is, like, trying to wrestle control back. Uh-huh. Which is interesting that that's the narrative now, considering how recently Noah were bought by, uh, by Cyber Squad. Um... At which point, I think Marafuji got made the company's vice president under um, Honda. Okay, cool. I did not know uh, that. But I think I think he was running the company before it was bought. So I think he. So I think I think like on the business side of things, he might have like as they were just sold, he's went from running it to to running it under Honda. Right. Right. So like, there's a weird sort of connection there which feels like a fun it feels fun for like it feels almost like more authentic for like marufuji of like you know the struggle to find your place like in the past i've been the face of this company i'm not the face of this company anymore i I need to fight to be the face of it and then he did fight and you know we'll see how that goes he fought so hard he fought so hard to him him and his legs him and his legs that do many kicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. They, so they do have a history, but this is the first big singles uh, match here, right? Um, for the title. And but there, there was also a thing of uh, apparently they were both involved in the Suzuki Goon invasion angle. Okay. Like I think because. Uh, uh, Shiozaki had been at All Japan, but came back to Noah right before, like, as uh, Suzuki Goon Suzuki did the invasion. Angle. Okay, cool. Um, and Suzuki tried to recruit him into Suzuki Goon, but he turned him down. <laughs> so, like, so I think they, like, had to work together to defeat Suzuki Goon a while ago. Oh, that rules. I'm excited to watch that at so, some point in the future. Yeah, so we're definitely we're definitely gonna be watching some of those matches, like at least one of those matches in a future episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just double checking to see if Marafuji was running it before they were bought. Uh, oh no, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, DDT's president Sanshiro Takagi was named the president of Pro Wrestling Noah, and uh, Nawamichi Marafuji the vice president. So yeah, sorry, it wasn't Honda; it was uh, Takagi. Right. I just remembered it was a DDT guy, but I got my DDT guys. <laughs> see, I think he was running it before then, but I'm I'm trying to see if I can actually see that. Okay, I can't find the answer to that question, <laughs> but you know, fuck it. I'm happy to just leave it as a statement and be correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's basically. I don't know a lot about the history behind this match, but like that's you know basically what I do know. So we can go back into mm-hmm. talking about the moves. And yeah. Shit. yeah. If you've got more to say. <laughs> We're real move guys. Yeah, sure. We're real big into moves. Sure. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Um I was super I was super impressed with um with Go's like short stop tackles that he does. Because you see you see tackles all the time, uh, but normally they go like all the way to the ropes and then back and like use that speed. Goes like, no, I don't need, I don't need speed. I have mass and just fucking like takes, takes two steps forward and just like tackles Marufuji to the ground over and over again. And it's so good. Uh, and then 
I think it's Marifuji who responds with just like a vicious knee right to the skull instead. So that's what you get. Yeah, well, Marifuji gets like quite a few knees yeah. in. Like he's he's a big he loves his knees, oh, Marifuji, he's, he's and really, for good reason because he's very good yeah, at he it. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, but um, at one point, um, I don't know if this is like right is if this is like the next thing that happens because we, we have like quite a slow build mm-hmm. to start yeah, yeah. with. And then it, it sort of kicks off when um, Shizaki does hit the ropes to go for Marafuji at one point, And Marafuji instead gets up and knees him like right in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it like, and I didn't know this going into the match, but it looks like Shizaki had an injury to his shoulder uh, before the, like coming in. Like he was, he, he was taped up yeah. and stuff. Uh, so, and that's, that's the shoulder that gets kneed. He's in a lot of pain, rolls out. So then immediately Marafuji follows him, puts him in a hammerlock and like runs his shoulder into the ring post and it and like just starts working on the shoulder and digging into him there. So it, it very suddenly becomes a thing where it's like this big huge fucker using his mask to just like throw his body around to destroy someone to be in like, oh, he's now like the baby face in peril who's just gonna be in agony for the majority of the match from here on out because he got he had like the audacity to be injured in a ring with Marafuji. <laughs> and I fucking he does it so well too, because like the 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 shoulder and arm of Goshiyosaki are abuse to like horrendous levels in this match uh marafuji aims for it with everything he does even later on when he starts going for the head more he still manages to get the arm and shoulder in there too like with every kick to the head he makes sure to kick in a direction that will also strain the shoulder oh yeah like we noted that a thing he was doing was that he was um putting like an arm around uh shizaki like in a cutthroat mm-hmm. position so that his own arm was in front of his face and then he would kick him or like knee him directly in the back of the head so that like anytime he was getting him in the head it was also putting pressure on his shoulder uh, which was just like such a good touch and i, I don't know whether like uh, that's just a quirk of like something like one of Mar- like part of Marafuji's move set, or if that was something he was doing specifically as limb work. But either way, it was a great little touch that I I loved. Yeah, for real. Uh, he also does like for, so for the most part of this, like for the most part of like early, the early the the late beginnings of this match to like almost the end, Shiozaki is in. Like, he gets flashes of resistance, but for the most part, Marufuji is in control. Like, Marufuji gets off, like, the fucking the fucking sliced bread into an avalanche of sliced bread was cool as hell. Oh. Uh, the Marufuji puts Shiozaki into, like, a multitude of different, like, really painful-looking holds. Shiozaki manages to get to the ropes, and Marufuji immediately breaks, which I liked as well. Like again, again, talking about how the actual match was like respectful of the both of them. Yeah, there's this one spot that's worth mentioning. I think of like when when that happened, where he had him in his uh, Cobra Clutch triangle yeah, thing, yeah. and uh, Shizaki like managed to roll through to get out of it, but then Marafuji immediately rolls around behind him, and like they just like cut. It's cut. It's a constant battle then for like a solid like not even that long, like five, ten, fifteen seconds. But it's going so fast that like it feels like a lot happens where it's just like Marafuji. Uh, 
like rolls over to follow him rolling out. He rolls away somewhere else to try and get out. Marafuji also rolls. He rolls away again, but Marafuji grabs his leg and pulls him back. <laughs> and so then he like, you know, he did get out of the hold. Like he's not in the Cobra Clutch anymore, but he ends up in like this brutal looking hammer, yeah, yeah. which where he... he and it's very funny because, like, the whole time, like, Shiozaki's reaching with his free arm to, like, grab the rope, and it's all slow and dramatic, and he can't quite reach it, and he's, like, just the perfect bit, like, he's suffering perfectly. And, like, at any point, Marafuji could, like, go for the for the spare arm to grab it, but you can see that he's putting all of his focus on the arm that's already injured, and he's just, like, wrenching the injured arm with both hands, and he's not even trying to, like, stop him reaching the ropes. He's just trying to do mm-hmm. damage, which was... But he's not going to work the counts as soon as he hits the rope. That's it. He's yeah, done. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm a, Marafuji's a, a seemingly honest guy. <laughs> there, was, there was one point where the camera angle made me think he might have done a low blow, but I think it was actually a kick to the head, which I know those are like not very close parts of the body into each other, but it was a weird camera angle. <laughs> this is when this is when I'm at this point. Both of them are suffering. Both of them are sweating profusely, and of course, that's when my brain kicks in and goes, "Wow, these men are so attractive in so completely different ways." Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I said it's uh, this is a match between like the king of the delinquents versus the class hawksfrog. And they are both, mm. they're both so fucking hot. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> then Go goes and fucking... Okay, okay. Marafuji is on the outside. I don't remember how he got there. But Go fucking goes to the, goes to the apron and picks up Marafuji from the ground into a fucking standing, like, brainbuster position. Like, just completely, holds Marafuji completely vertical. Shiozaki is so fucking strong. He's such a strong boy. So He's strong. such a strong boy. And then he transitions into a fucking pile driver on the apron. And don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> How about you don't do that? Please? It was honestly so good. Like, the match is worth watching just to see him pick someone up into a suplex position from the floor while on the apron. Like, it ruled. Because the, the thing about, like, Shizaki is, like, he's, he- like, he's huge, he's big, but he's not, like, you know, he doesn't have, like, he's got, like, a classic wrestler body. He doesn't have, like, uh, he doesn't have, like, a bodybuilder body. Like, he doesn't have all definition and everything he doesn't have like a body that's for show but he has but he's got the fucking strength like you can see that like you know he's got you know he's got like a little bit of flab but like but he's but that's like the natural amount of body weight he would have for all of the functional muscle he's got underneath it it's it's so good yeah i keep describing him as okada if he bulked up a little <laughs> bit i mean yeah i can i can see that um and then like then this is when this is when like all like all throughout this there is full of like them trying to pin each other and kicking out uh giving each other some rest and that kind of thing and this is when mm. most of my notes just become kicks in big letters because this is when Maru or chops in big letters yeah chop the chops are coming as well uh but like Go definitely follows in Kobashi's yes. footsteps as a, as a 100%, chopper. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Oh, yeah, we also didn't mention that they showed early on that Kabashi is actually on commentary. Right, yes, 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 yes. I wish, I wish to... But obviously we can't I wish to, exactly... Yeah, I, we don't know what he had yeah, to say. But... I wish to God I knew we knew what we, he was saying, because that would have been fucking incredible. Um, that's yeah. one of those things that, like, we we may... I wonder if... I know for DDT there's, like, a there's an account that tweets out, like, what other commentators saying in English... I wonder if there's a similar thing for Noah that we can find and, like, go back to this date. There is an English, uh, f- fan, there is an English, an unofficial English Noah account. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't, but I haven't watched along with it, so I don't know if they tweet out, like, as things are right, happening. Right, But, um, I, it's, I think it's currently the only account I'm following from the 2x2 two two cast uh, <laughs> Twitter account. Fair enough. Yeah, pro res- pro wrestling Noah English uh, Hasami, I think is the person who who does it. Okay, cool. Shout out, shout out to them. But yeah, it it might be worth it to like go back to this date in that feed and see if we can uh, if we can glean something there. Yeah, I was planning to because it was only a few days ago mm-hmm. now. Uh, you might have noticed before the break we said it was yesterday, but uh, the break lasted two <laughs> days. So yeah, sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes, sometimes you need yeah, a break, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, we need, we, okay. So, number one, Shiyosaki pulls out a fucking Emerald Flotion, which is... Yeah, more than once. More than once, which is just... I mean, it's an incredible, it's an incredible move. It looks so fucking good, but Shiyosaki doing it to Marufuji is so much salt in the wounds that it, I, mm. I love it so much. And then, then... Well, that's that's how it that's how it reads to us. Yes. But like, yes. To be to be fair, we don't have the context for like what kind of moves someone usually uses, whether it's considered poor form to you know. Yeah. No. All of this. All of this is me just like uh, is me guessing, Projective. projecting. Is that, is but that's like, what. But that's that's what we do until we learn. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. We we're gonna get. We we project until we know better. Yeah, but we are ill informed, and our goal is to become informed. Okay, deal with it. Uh, then, then <laughs> please, if you have any corrections or yes, insights yes. or anything that like or suggestions of other things to look at, please get in touch with oh, us. For sure, for sure. Um, then they they hold. I think it's Marufuji who holds out his hand, and I'm like, oh, are they gonna shake hands? Like that's a oh, cool. yeah, this is this is mid this yeah. is mid chop battle. Yeah, no, this isn't even mid chop battle. This is like. This is what's going to set. It is, isn't it? Oh, is it? Or am I Maybe wrong? they begin chopping. I thought they'd this. already been chopping each That's other, fine. and then the and then Shiozaki like held out the hand, or yeah. Marufuji held out the yeah. hand. I can't remember who started. I don't either. But like they go for like essentially a handshake, and they grab each other's hand, and I'm like, hell yeah! Like mid mid battle show of respect, this rules. And then they start chopping each other again, but maintaining wrist control on each other, and it's the best thing I've ever fucking seen. It's so good. It's like they're using each other's arms to as like a you know as like a ripcord into each chop back and forth. So it like it makes each chop seem like so much quicker and more powerful, even though they're still you know they're still technically just like quite short chops, but they've got like so much impact on them. It's it's so good. And also like just the idea that because like neither of them will let the other one go and so once you once you put yourself in that hole voluntarily you're essentially saying like 
I am giving up my own ability to move out of this battle with you. Like, I will not let go unless you give up first. No matter how long that is, I refuse to allow myself to give up first. And it's mm. just so good. But Marufuji gives up first. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> and and he, I think, I don't, I don't remember if he kicks uh, Shizaki's hand or if he just throws it away, but he does something to it and then immediately goes into, like, a full attack mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think he, like, throws the hand away and then just kicks Shizaki. Yeah, which then spawns the, like, Shizaki delivers a forearm to his face and then spins around and gives a second forearm, which knocks Marufuji oh. completely off his ass. Yeah, like, he just gives him, like, this incredible, like, rolling elbow that just, like, knocks him into another dimension. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so good. Uh, and this is when, uh, this is when I start asking questions like, I wonder what Goshiyosaki's finisher is? Because I have no idea. Again, I've never seen this man before. Mm. Um, and this is when he climbs the top... T- oh! Go ahead. Wait, before this, can I just say, like, yeah, we're wondering what his finisher is after he's already hit this incredible fucking move that, yes. that, that, that he couldn't get the win with, yeah. which is I, I found called the Go Flasher, which is essentially he'll hold someone up for, like, a vertical suplex brain buster, but then he, like, sort of, like, switches the side he's holding them on as he's bringing them down and sort of does a final cut on them as he's bringing them down. So it's sort of like a, like a forward jackhammer or, like, a suplex into an emerald flosion. Like, you know, there, there are multiple ways you could describe it, but it was just so brutal. It, it was so fucking, rough. It looked fucking sick. It, it looked like an. It looked like a match ender. It yes, looked like he was absolutely. barely. It looked like he barely didn't put Marafuji through the boards of the ring. <laughs> like it was. It's, it's so intense. Yeah. And then Marafuji. Marafuji is on the ground perpendicular to the top turnbuckle. Shiosaki climbs, and I'm like, okay, maybe his. Maybe this is his actual finisher, like something top rope related. He does the. He does a fucking picture perfect moonsault, uh, and gets the one, two, three, and the match is over. And it's it's so good. Like I uh obviously we saw the we saw Kenta Gabashi in the last match. He did not pull out a moonsault in that, but uh, I do know that Kenta Gabashi used to do the moonsault. And so seeing mm-hmm. seeing Go use that as his finisher for this match, I don't know if that's his finisher for this match only or if that's like what he always does. But just seeing him use it to get the win is felt so good. Mm. Are we sure that Kabashi didn't do a moonsault in that last match? Because I don't, I'm not confident. I don't remember seeing a moonsault in that match. But again, it was two days ago, so I may be wrong. Yeah, see, I've, I've got, I've got the memory, but like, I just don't know if the memory is attached to that match. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listener, just in case you didn't know, like, big ADHD hours on this podcast. Yes, 100%, so, 100%. Yeah, so you'll have to bear with us. <laughs> I don't I don't think he did a moonsault last match. I feel like I would have remembered it. Um, okay, yeah. So anyway, that's how this match finishes, yeah, and it's perfect. It because when you're that size, a moonsault should be a finisher, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, if you're that big and you hit the moonsault, you should be getting the pin with that moonsault. Like, I don't mind big people going for a moonsault, like, to show off that they can do one, and then, like, missing. But, like, if you're that size and you connect with a moonsault, it should win. 
<laughs> like, unless it's, you know, unless there's, like, some other storytelling thing you're doing with that. Just, like, you know, based on pure logic, that should put someone away. <laughs> unless the guy you're hitting is, like, way bigger, then yes. Yeah. Or if it's just too early in the match, you know, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah. But online salt isn't something you go for early in, the, in any kind of match, I don't think. I mean, there are matches in which someone would go for a moonsault early, but, like, I don't think that's the match where the person doing the moonsault is the big fucking heifer. That's true. That's true. I'm just thinking, like, you know, like, with a lot of, like, big agile people around these days, yes. like, Keithley and shit, like, there are a lot of, like, huge fucking hosses who do moonsaults, yeah, yeah. and, like, they usually don't win the match with moonsaults. Yes. And I just would prefer if they did. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, what it's, I'm a good, it's a good, it's a good thing, and, like, with Keith Lee, I fucking love Keith Lee's actual actual finisher, but like mm. if Keith Lee hits a moonsault on you, you stay the fuck down. I don't care what the booking says. <laughs> um and then one of my favorite things one of my favorite things in wrestling happens. Marufuji Marufuji has been beaten. He pushes like the referee goes to give Shiyosaki the title, and Marufuji pushes him away and takes the title and then gives it to Shiyosaki himself. Like, yeah, no, Which is I, just perfect. I wanted you to prove yourself to me, I wanted you to fucking prove that you were the real Noah, and you fucking did. I I have no leg to stand on here, you are, you're, you're it now. Like, I, you beat me fair and square, I'm not going to dispute it, I'm not going to cry about it, like, that's what happened, you fucking deserve this, here you go. And then they shake hands again. Yeah, I just absolutely love when people can beat the shit out of each other and shake hands. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favourite things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. This this match was a fucking joy to watch. Uh, it's it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know how much more there is to say about this match. I don't think um, I don't think like there I is said, a... I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of notes. Yeah, so... same. I don't think there is a ton more we have to cover this. Uh this being our first foray into Noah feels fucking incredible. I'm so psyched to just watch a bunch more now. Um, yeah, this feels like a really good starting point. Yeah. But also, yeah, I think we, we said during the last recording, which was the the first part of this, uh, of this podcast, uh, that we hadn't watched any actual show, like Noah shows. But... Um, with there being a two-day break in between, I've since watched a couple of Noah shows, which were both just, like, four-match cards, and they were very fun. <laughs> I liked them a lot. Even, at, like, one of the cards was, uh... I was talking about it with you earlier, was called, uh... Like, who... With the card... It was the... The event was called Who is the Leader? And all the four matches on the card were, uh... Members of the same three-man tag team like trying to figure out who was the leader of the tag team <laughs> so that was that was a lot of good that was good so i have not i have not seen i have not seen anything except these two matches still and like just yeah. just hearing that premise for a card is incredible and i want to see it so bad yeah it makes me very excited to see where things are going but they also um announced the dates for their big tournament like their version of the g1 mm, okay. um and which is which is next month so oh shit oh shit okay so uh yeah and guess what it's also it's 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 gonna be at the same time as the uh as the g1 <sighs> yeah next month is gonna be a whole fucking thing huh 
Yeah, and I think all Japan are doing their ta- tournament at the same time, right, well, but we probably won't be fucking with that one because no. there's just so much. I am not following all Japan. I would love to follow all Japan, but I am not right now, and I'm not about to start. Yeah, maybe right now. what, maybe what, maybe one day all Japan, maybe one yeah. day. <laughs> but yeah, if yeah, with Noah, it's both Noah. Do you know if Ridgeway is in it? Well, he won't be, will he? Because he's in the UK. Oh shit! Um, right, yes. I, I don't think he, I don't think he would have been anyway because I'm assuming the N. It's called the N1 Victory Tournament. Okay. Um, I would assume it's weight class, mm. but it might not be. Um, I'm I'm just gonna look. This Ridgeway. I know that. This Ridgeway or light. Ridgeway's a light. Oh. Yeah, Ridgeway's light heavyweight. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. All right. With that, I think uh, I think that's a good conclusion to the first episode of Two by Two. Yeah, I think so as well. We've uh, we've went through a lot. I know we've we've only done two matches, but I feel like we've went through a lot. I mean, look, it's our it's our very first foray into a brand new company. Like a lot of things is going, a lot of things is going to happen, and uh, I'm excited to have that keep happening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Please uh, get back to us with any you know any suggestions any advice of like you know things if there's any like if you need to correct us on something or offer a different perspective or if you've got matches or storylines or things like that that you want us to look at or that like mean a lot to you and like you want to tell us about them anything like that please get in touch aj where uh, where is it they can get in touch with us uh, so we're on twitter at two by two cast that's two x two cast um and we're all you can also email us at uh two by two cast same spelling two x two cast at gmail.com amazing okay all right do you want to plug personal twitters or should we leave those uh you can plug yours i prefer not to plug mine i'm not gonna plug mine all right fair enough <laughs> all, all right. right in that case i'll see you next time i think i, I think we're going with a bi-weekly schedule but we'll see Bi bi weekly makes sense, yeah. but this is early days. Yeah, things I've still got room to change around. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas is going to be getting a new microphone soon, and our recording setup will I, presumably change. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna get a new microphone. I have a good microphone at home. I'm just not at home currently. Okay, yeah. sweet. All right. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a maybe a microphone isn't necessary, but no. you know things will things will change. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so in the me- in the meantime, uh, thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep listening if you enjoyed it yeah. or if you want to see us improve. Um, Tell your friends, like and subscribe, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> all, all that usual influencer bullshit. <laughs> uh, we don't have a cool sign-off yet. No, we'll figure one out. We'll figure one out. Do you want to try and improvise one no, very quickly? No, I super don't. I super don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much. And see you in two weeks. See ya. All right.